Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. I can't wait till this is on YouTube and everybody can see me dancing during the intro. (laughs) I got the best dance moves. Come on, admit it. I, you have the best dad dance moves. Yes. Um, but, oh yeah, he's doing a fun shimmy now. Um, I will say that, you know, some days you have your up days, some days you have your down days. And I'm just talking in general. I'm not talking about specifically you, but for me, I like, no matter what, sometimes we record this podcast late at night. Sometimes it's like, most of the times it's at night, but a lot of times I'm, sometimes tired. Maybe sometimes I'm not, maybe sometimes I'm wide awake. And now is one of those times where I'm tired. However, you were saying you were dancing. That theme song for me always kind of wakes me up. Like no matter what, like you saw what I look like walking in, in here. I I'm tired. It is what it is. But that theme song, great, greatest decision you made when we were And literally when I went through all these sites where you could buy music, you did, you did a lot of research. First one. That was the first one. Very and then you first. always went back to it. You were like. Kept going back. I can't I find like, anything I can't find better. anything I like better. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. So I want to say congratulations. And do you know why? I don't. This is episode 75. Wow. Episode Wait. 75. That's actually, that's crazy. Right? But does first that. First one aired in July of 2020. Does that make sense though? Because we've three, done. Well, we had five repeats, uh, best of. Oh, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. This would be seventy originals. Okay, five best of. So this is episode seventy-five. Okay, well, I mean, I'd still consider that seventy, but I don't know. You, you guys, if you've been listening from the start, um, that's seventy-five weeks. That's over a year's worth of content. If right. you, you, if you want to binge it. <laughs> and the other thing I want to congratulate you about is you are shooting Indian Wells tennis this coming week. I am. And this is a big deal. You'll be, you, we don't I, know exactly what courts or where you're going to be assigned, but Rafa Nadal is en- entered. Just Naomi Osaka is entered. Super excited to be there. I, I cannot wait. I mean, I think I have some preliminary research to do in terms of, uh, just, just inspiration. I think because I do work in a creative field, sometimes the juice is low. But if I look at what other creators have made, um, it helps me a lot. So I think that's what I'm excited for most is maybe I get to prep in the next couple of days or just get inspired by the other people who I'm working with there. And I'm super excited. I get to go to Indian Wells and watch you shoot. Yeah, I so mean, I cool. don't know the logistics of physically getting you into courts or whatever, but if you bought tickets and you I can... I did buy tickets. And there you go. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm in. I do have to work, though. <laughs> I, I understand, but I'll probably be the guy in the nosebleed section going, You know what? Hey, check her out. That works. And Rafa turns around and go, can we eject that man? Yeah, I was going to say that's definitely not tennis etiquette. Um, I just came off a golf tournament and... There's definitely like certain golf etiquette etiquette as well, which I actually, um, I caught up with another photographer today about golf specifically. And he told me rules that I just didn't know. And I was like, I 
Did not know that. You would not be breaking any rules. <laughs> well, anyways, um, super Let, exciting stuff. What do we got for today? Let's get into the show. All right. So I read an article about a week ago, and then I did some research, but I don't want to take any credit for what we're going to discuss today. And it's 13 fees you should never pay. And I read this on the Clark Howard website. Oh, I and like that. And it's really detailed. But I did a little bit more research, and I want to take you through them pretty quickly. Um, so the first thing you should never pay for is a credit report because all three credit agencies, which is Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion will give you one for free per year. Are there sites out there or companies that claim we will give you a better credit report? We will give you a more detailed one. There is, um, not that I know of, but you can also get a free annual credit report on annualcreditreport.com. And I will link to those four things. Well, the, so, uh, but my point is, is like, if those are the three sites, main pe- like mainly people know of, well, well you wouldn't so be much paying know for that anyways. The, those are the three credit unions that basically handle anybody's um, credit scores in terms of when you apply for a credit card, you apply for a mortgage, you apply for a car loan. So you're They're never going gonna... to these agencies to say, uh, is that, are they worth the risk? So, but are the... Are there any places that will charge you, is my point. I didn't know that there were. Yeah, there apparently there are. Okay. Well, so now you know. Don't ever pay for a credit report. It's funny that you actually mentioned that because I, in apartment hunting, they had to run my credit, yada, yada, and I signed up for Experian, and they still sometimes email me about, like, your credit score, and I'm like, I, I'm not going to check my credit score until I necessarily need it because I'm confident that it's still in the exceptional range, and... If anyone listened from um, previous prior episodes, we did an episode about Mint, which is the budgeting app, right. and Mint actually updates my uh, credit score in there. So whether that's super accurate, and that's what the other three credit reporting sites have, I mean, it's got to be somewhere in the I range. I bet it's linked. But yeah, it's um, because so I have the app, ask, it's in the top did, right corner. Did it go up because you've been paying your credit card on regularly? I haven't been checking really because... Mint, it's weird how they do um, the expenses. It's like your credit card statement is counts as a negative. And I think it's including um, my business credit card, but they don't have access to my physical business account. Yeah. So it looks like I'm losing less than I actually am because the business is not me and I'm using um, the Mint budgeting app specifically for me. But we're, we're losing track. The point is, don't ever pay uh, for, for a credit, a credit report, report fee. The next one is ATM fees. All right, the average ATM fee for out-of-network. So, for instance, you, you're at Wells Fargo, you're at Bank of America, and you go use your card at any of their places, you don't pay a fee. You go any other place, you're at like a 7-Eleven, or I don't know if they have them like at Walmart or at CVS. Then you're like, oh, I got to pay a fee, and the average fee is $4.59. So there are so many thousands of places that are free ATMs that you shouldn't use them. And I will link to, the, I'll tell you specifically. Free ATMs and you shouldn't use them? No, and you should use them oh. and you shouldn't use the ones that pay. Oh, so okay. I will, I'll link to these networks, which is Allpoint, Co-op Financial Services, MoneyPass, Plus Alliance. They all have free ATMs and I believe it's over well over a million so, so they and they don't charge on, fees. Correct. And you can go on the their website or their app or whatever it is, and I will link to them. 
And you can go, oh, we're the ones in my neighborhood. So if you pick five in your neighborhood and you go, oh, I'm driving home from this place, those two are closest to me. Those two are closest to me because I can't get to my Bank of America or Wells Fargo or wherever you bank. Also, USAA and Charles Schwab, no fees whatsoever. We no love mad, you, Charles Schwab. No matter where you use an ATM. Yeah. Okay. Late payment fees. All right, so that's typically when you pay a bill that's due late, and that's not just credit cards. Credit cards certainly are a big deal, but a late payment fee on a credit card, a mortgage, a car loan, it couldn't even be your telephone bill. Mm -hmm. You will get a late fee, and usually you're not only charged for the late fee, but then your interest rates can raise rise if you have a mortgage okay. based on a late fee. And you can, it'll end up on your credit report and it can decrease your credit score. So let's say like one month, you just, like one bill falls through the cracks. They will not only keep pounding you for that money that was due on that bill, they'll raise the amount of interest you'll be paying on that, that for it That's being not late. a guarantee after one. Okay. But you're guaranteed to have the late payment fee. Oh, okay. Right. Because so this is just fee. This isn't necessarily interest. This is how I live my life is I have reminders on my telephone. Right? It says, boom. I have cell bills. Phone. Ah. So I have my uh, well, cell phone. No, I know. It's just telephone is like kind of an old term now, is it not? Okay. So no, it's, I think on it's my great. Smartphone. I have reminders, and it'll be like, okay, bills are due on the first, and I always pay those on the twenty fifth. And especially when you can pay online now, it's really simple. But let's say I had sixteen things to do on the twenty fifth, so I get a reminder, and I'm like, okay, I didn't pay it till the morning of the twenty sixth or something, but still, it got paid, and I never miss and never have. So, so late payment fees, though, these are things that you think can be avoidable, or you're saying hundred percent avoidable by just putting a simple reminder on your smartphone. Okay, because I didn't know if it was like, oh, well, this company actually fights for your fees from no, big no, companies. I'm, like, for instance, before cool. smartphones existed. I was a nonstop, and I still do it today, make lists. Oh, I, I got to pay bills today. I'm looking at about three of them right now. Right. I, <laughs> I got to, you know, I got to pay bills today. I got to go to the dentist. I got to get an oil change, right. whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Money transfer fees. That's This is the fourth one. These are ways that there's tons of ways to transfer money, whether you're doing it domestically, which means in this country, or overseas. So you've heard of this one, obviously, PayPal. PayPal, anytime you want to send money overseas, it's free. And you want to have money transferred if you're an account overseas here, free. You know, and then you know the other apps like Venmo, Cash App, and Google Pay. Now, this is a really good thing, and I got this from Clark Howard, but then I did the research because there's nothing in the law that recognizes an, a financial instrument like you know, Venmo, Cash App, or Google Pay. If there's fraud, you get all the responsibility. So I've if, heard of instances it, like that where photographers try and sell their gear, this, that, whatever, and there's no real insurance. So, for instance, let's say you were linked to um, one of these apps, right? Mm -hmm. Venmo. And in your Venmo account, you had $412 but somebody you're supposed to take 10 and somehow through some sort of fraud, they take 210. Mm -hmm. There's nobody, there's no bank that goes, Oh, you got screwed. We're giving you back your $200. You're screwed. Yeah. There is no 
you know, recourse. I am lucky in that the, the, the payments I have made through one was Venmo and one was PayPal for camera gear. It was fine. And actually, oh no, it was, it was two separate instances on PayPal, I think. And, um, two of them were, I sent the money first before they sent me the product. So it was like, you know, well, you, someone could have scammed me and not sent me the product, but I personally knew them. So it was fine. But, um, listen, I think you'll do fine. In, let's say I only really buy gear from people. 95% I know, so. of the time, but the 5%, you know, like if somebody broke into your bank of America bank account, if you had one and took money, Bank of America can make it good because they're like, oh, we didn't protect our online service as well as we should have or something. Right. Okay. Number five, checking account fees. So usually if you don't keep a balance, you're at Bank of America, you're at uh, Wells Fargo, whoever it is, and you don't keep a minimum balance in your checking account, $1,000, $15,000, $2,000, whatever the number is, they charge you a fee every month. There are a million fee-free checking accounts out there between online and regular banks. Mm-hmm. And I will link to them, and I found 11 of them. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So It's going to be a long show notes, at, folks. If you're at Bank of America, does it make sense to move to one where you get free checking? Because they're like, okay, you have $912 in your account, and because you don't have 1000 we charge you $35 for not keeping a minimum balance. Seems crazy. Wait, wait, wait. It's one thing if it's like, oh, you don't have more than a dollar in your bank account. You don't have more than a hundred dollars in your bank account. Maybe I understand that, like somewhere in that range. But a thousand dollars, some you, bank accounts no, charge. Are you kidding? They're not charging you a thousand. But it's not, a fee. There's a if, if you, you don't, don't have, have a, a minimum, minimum of a thousand. Oh, when we left B of A, like. 15 years ago. That's a separate episode. It had moved up to $2,000. So if you don't have 2000 in your bank account, they're going to charge you a fee. Now, I don't know if it's dropped in the 10, 15 years right, since we left. Yeah. But it used to be like 500 Then it was 1000 Then it went up to 2000 Wow. Some yes. people don't have that in their checking accounts. Yeah. Wow. Or let's say you have 2500 and then boom, Wow, I one month I did have to spend six hundred or something. And for one day you dropped down to nineteen hundred. Boom, they're charging you the fee. And you went back wow. to twenty two hundred the next day. Yeah. Not about that. Not worth it when there's so many options out there and I will link to them. All right, number six, foreign transaction fees. Anytime you tra- travel outside the United States, and we did this when we did the episode where I traveled to Portugal, I called three three credit cards I have, and I said, hey, do you charge a foreign transaction fee? Two of them didn't, and one did. So what do you think I used? I yeah. only used the two that didn't. That was good that you called before, especially if people, you know, COVID is very much still happening around the world, but people are still traveling. I have a good friend who's, um, I think she's going to, Paris first. They're she's doing like a European trip. tour trip. Yeah. And um definitely is more people try and explore because parts of the world are opening up. Definitely good to check. I think it's actually so strange. I mean, this wasn't an international fee, but recently I did have to buy a laptop and recently what? It's probably like 2 months old now. And I'm kind of surprised that my credit card company didn't immediately call me to be like, "Are you sure?" This is you buying a laptop right now because it was a you know That's thousands a, of dollars. Yeah, that makes a good point. Um, I, and, and yeah, you, your point was about foreign 
foreign fees, but foreign it, transaction fees. Yeah. So most Capital One credit cards, no foreign transaction fee, but nice. call and check. Schwab, never. Capital One is uh, who is that? That's the one that Jennifer Garner. Uh, it's Jennifer Garner, but it's also someone else. Um, and I can't think of his name. He's been in so many movies. He was in uh, the famous one by Quentin Tarantino. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying. I can't think of his name. You're saying he advertised it. I'm just trying to get to the point that Capital <sighs> One is one of the cards that doesn't charge a foreign transaction. Well, just so that fee. people know because there's so many. It's like it's the it's the one who has blank in it. But yeah, because Jennifer Garner kind of does it, but it's another guy who doesn't know too. And Schwab, we talked about. And okay. Schwab, Schwab is our bank. Yes. All right, so that's the first six. We're going to take a break in the show now, and then we're going to come back and we'll t- uh, tell you uh, the next group. And we're back. So the we're on. Um, we're talking about fees you should never pay, and this was based on an article that Clark Howard uh, on the Clark Howard website. So number seven, credit card interest. The average credit card interest is sixteen percent, and an average is thirty percent. I know my daughter's going to say to me, "Well, some people can't afford to pay it off each month, and they have really big bills." Yes, that's absolutely true, and you can't avoid that sometimes. But if in any way you can only spend what you can afford to pay off each month. You will come out way ahead, and there will be another fee you don't have to pay. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, next is overdraft fees. So you can have an overdraft fee. means you have uh, $280 in your account, and you're out to write a check for 300 mm-hmm. They're saying, all right, we will cash that $300 check to the person you wrote it to. But now... You not only have to put the money in there to cover the extra $20, we're going to charge you $35 for an overdraft fee. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they get six, seven of these a year, and it gets expensive. It's $250 after a while or something like that. Right. So you can tell your bank you want to opt out of overdraft fees. And what okay. would happen is if you had, and let's say it's your debit card, you only had $300 in there and you charge something for 310 When you get to the thing, I'm sorry, your bank declined it because you didn't have enough to do it. And then you have to say, did I really need this thing? Mm-hmm. All right. Number nine, shipping fees. You got places and everybody does this is Amazon. And if you have their prime membership, if you use them a lot and people do because, you know, especially during the pandemic, it was convenient when you can't go out shopping and you can't go to all the, the uh, merchants you used to. Uh, Amazon's stock went up significantly because so many people shopped online. But if you can get free membership, I mean, free shipping, you're going to say save significantly if you're making something like six or more tr- transactions a year. So you can go online, so assuming you don't have an Amazon Prime membership, there are a million coupons and promo codes just put into Google, you know, whatever is the place you're shopping at, Target or Walmart or whatever, and say, you know, promo code. Usually most places, if you go over $50, we'll give it to you free shipping. A lot of places do that, yeah. What I'll say is that there's been a handful of times where um, recently I ordered – stuff to be embroidered with my logo. I have a personal logo and I, I really wanted it to kind of show it off and um, let people see it and, Oh, they can recognize me. And and it actually, it's kind of worked out twice where people was like, Oh, I I know who she is because of the logo that she's wearing. Um, and that wasn't, I couldn't do that through Amazon. So I paid 
it was the first time I, I think I paid like $36 for shipping. And I went, that's like another whole shirt I could buy, you know, pressed, embroidered, everything. So uh, definitely shipping does kind of get you and it, it sucks. It, it was, it was a bit more expensive than I was hoping it would be, but it was a, it was a cost I could afford and I was willing to pay. But my point is, is that I think people should download Honey and um, there's a Capital One shopping app and they're just widgets you can download to Google Chrome or Safari or wherever, pretty sure. And they automatically sense when you're shopping on said website or right. wherever they can like target or, you know, they put in codes automatically for you. And I've saved hundreds of dollars actually, uh, not in one single purchase, but over time on, you know, many single, many, many purchases. And, uh, it's, it's good to have, if you don't have it, I would highly recommend you'll save money that you weren't expecting. Right. All right. The next one is convenience fees. So what's a convenience fee? Like this will happen with car insurance or like our home insurance. You can either pay the annual premium. You can pay like every six months or you can pay monthly. And I, in general, pay every six months, but I pay no fee for paying every six months. So if the car insurance for three cars was like $4,000 for the year, I will pay $2,000 and then they'll send me another bill for six months of $2,000. But the moment I say, no, put it on a monthly, then $4,000 really became like 4050 So right. it's maybe a $25 charge each time. Mm-hmm. So again, it's sort of, if you're really smart with your money, you're going to keep avoiding these fees. Check baggage fees. Southwest, for instance, everybody, anybody who has used them, they allow you to check two bags for free. But there are plenty of places where it, it, when you go over a certain amount, you will get the baggage for free. Now, it's not every place, but when you're shopping, to, you got to add that cost in, and then there's places you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's a thing called uh, unused subscriptions. So, for instance, if you have any sort of streaming service, or I, I know a person who, who was subscribed to four magazines that they never read, and I'm like, Really? How much are you paying? Oh, it's not that bad. And then he came back to me two weeks later and said, uh, it was about $250 a year and I never read them yeah. because I subscribed to eight magazines and they canceled them. Yeah. And I said, oh, by the way, if you go to this library online, you can read those exact same magazines for free. So, mm. and there, there was something like a thousand magazines and maybe not every single one he had, but I would say 80% of them. Yeah. And he could have read them for free. So that's what this week's show is about. Um, I want to thank my daughter for doing episode 75. I want to thank all our overseas countries for listening. If you are in Spain and you're going for a run along the shores of Barcelona. and Wow. I'm going to put that out there. Give me a second. It's going (laughs) somewhere. Give me a second. Okay. I will link to everything we referred to so that you can then go back and say, okay, what sort of banks was he talking about? What... Where are free ATMs around the world, et cetera? All right? Uh, yeah, I still just don't really know where the Barcelona thing came from. Well, what but. I'm saying is if somebody's out for a run or they're in their car and they're listening to this podcast, we will link to all the things we talked about in the show notes, and so then you can go back and you can explore it. Now, I referred to a lot of things in this episode. Do I expect that you're going to go to every single one? 
But maybe on one of the fees things, you're like, wow, I didn't know that. They, they I were definitely over think a ATM ATM places for free. I definitely think ATM fees are dumb and no one should pay them. And uh, that's all. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in as always. Uh, thank you for subscribing. And we'll see you on the next one. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.